Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. Yeah, we're boogieing. We are moving out when you think the Broncos. I think the Broncos might be doing the same on Sunday against Indianapolis. We will talk about that and more on our Broncos Blast, our weekly 830 segment with our correspondent Ian St. Clair. Mile High Report will bring Ian in, in uh, here in a moment. You can follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. We'll also talk about the Sanders trade, what it means. Is uh, is more movement coming and what will happen against the Colts? Uh Frame to art. I mean, they frame for everybody in town. The governors, the mayors, <laughs> um, all the pro sports teams, all the college teams, all those framed jerseys that uh, they used to open uh, uh, the field up there in, uh, in Fort Collins. Well, if you check them out on Twitter at Frame to Art, they have got a, a pair. Check out the things they can do. A UFC boxing gloves saw with signatures. Uh, the shadow box they created to memorialize this with UV glass so that they last a lifetime. Uh, perfect using Valiani uh, computerized mat cutter. They've got state-of-the-art stuff. If you stop by the store, you'll see incredible things. And, hey, also online, check out the frame jerseys for customers. This is the season with all four major sports going. Framed art, 3065 South Broadway. 
It is the best time of year to be a sports fan. World Series is going strong. NBA's tipped off. And football, of course, is wall-to-wall. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown, and Stoney's Uptown at 1035 17th Street, just west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big-screen TVs will show you every game. Stoney's Uptown is now the home for Nebraska Cornhusker fans. Every game day today at 1.30, Huskers in Indiana. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's Bar and Grill and Stoney's Uptown. Check them out. And we bring in the... Uh Scribe and podcaster from Mile High Report, which is must-reading, and so is uh, listening and reading to Ian St. Clair. Good morning, Ian. Oh, we're having a little problem with Ian's phone this morning. But, uh, you know, the questions we have for Ian, if we get them, did Sanders trade uh, feel like movement at last? I mean, that's how I reacted to it. I felt like, wow, breath of fresh air. Something's going on. Or did it feel like a death knell? And I know it did for some folks. We'll go let Ian give his answer. Like, end of an era. There is no hope here. It's all over. And Reminded me of the Brandon Lloyd situation. Um, with Tib Tebow coming in at quarterback, Brandon Lloyd, Broncos' best receiver at the time, wanted out. Get me out of here. Yeah. Sanders, you can tell, hasn't been part of the game plan. He's been kind of a decoy most of the time. He was disgruntled. You could see that. So I didn't take it as anything more than getting rid of a of disgruntled guy, getting a couple more draft picks. The movement you're talking about, it, for me, comes when they trade Chris Harris Jr. When they trade Chris Harris Jr., that means they've they've – Say, okay, we're not going to be able to re-sign him next year. It's all about the future. But, uh, you know, what we talked about in the last segment, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I, if they want a second for Chris Harris, a guy who is not under contract. He was, never, he was an undrafted guy. He, he's, he's going yeah. to be, well, that, I don't think it matters if you're great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been great here. Yes, he has. But if, if you're, you're going to take a guy for the last half of the season who's a free agent afterwards and is determined to uh, test the yeah, market. Agreed. Are you going to give up a second-round draft pick for a half-year rental on a if quarterback? You I you don't think you are. If you think you have a shot at winning at all, I think you might. I think team, there are teams back there that think they're a cornerback away from winning at all. Then, yeah, they might. I mean, it's worked in the past. Well, a uh, second-rounder, I don't know. It's pretty steep. It is steep. I mean, it, it, you know, Jalen Ramsey's toward the, more towards the beginning than the end yeah. of his career, and he and he got a bunch of draft picks, you yeah. know, like some spent on him, uh, and and uh, unlike uh, Chris Harris, he's a bad actor. As we bring in our buddy from Mile High Report, Ian St. Clair. Ian, uh, how are you this morning? Well, minus little phone issues, I'm gearing up for another Broncos loss. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Really? I think we're going to oppose each other on this one. Uh, I'll tell you why. I, I think at the very least is a very close game. But before we get to that, Emmanuel Sanders traded this week. Uh, my, my immediate reaction was breath of fresh air, encouragement. There's movement finally over there at Dove Valley. They're waking up. Uh, but others, I know, took it as a death knell. For me, it's it's just like they're they're continually going down the same path of disillusionment that will make one move and think that that's going to solve all the issues, but refusing to admit that they're going to have to make other moves, the moves that they don't want to make, the moves that are going to potentially upset Broncos country, hmm. and they're just going to continue to to basically to use the the analogy they're going to put. Uh, put patches on the Titanic while that's not really yeah. going to work. So I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be able to, to revitalize what he wants to do with the 49ers. But in terms of the Broncos, I think until they admit that they need to just completely tear, <clears throat> tear it down, it's, it just it feels like, well, here we go again. 
Yeah, you mentioned what you just said, Ian, that um, they don't want to upset Broncos country. Do you think Broncos country is upset about the trade of Sanders, and would they be upset if Chris Harris Jr. got traded? I think that they would be upset with the trade of Von Miller. Yeah. And because I think when, and I'm not saying or advocating for it, but what I've been saying for the last week is just be open to listen to it. Because mm-hmm. if you're able to get an offer, say, like the Dallas Cowboys got from the Minnesota Vikings for Herschel Walker, why wouldn't you take that trade? So I think yeah. I just I, I want I want the organization to be open to it instead of being so continue to go down this path of well we're still that close we're we're really close yeah. we're really close even though they're not they're not close and it's going to take. The, the honest ability to look in and say, you know what, we need to do what's best for the organization and just tear it down and start over. You know, but my feeling is I've always been listening too often to that old Jim Lytle song from 1977, Make Those Miracles it's, it's Happen. It's Rob Lytle. Come is on, it Rob man. Lytle? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. John Keyworth. It's been remember? so long, I forgot his first name. It was Keyworth. Not John like, Keyworth was a okay. Singer. It was Keyworth, yeah. not the other running back, yep. the other fullback. All right. So, um, <laughs> um, it, uh, if they lose to Indianapolis, I, I think it's inescapable that the season's gone, and uh, you think that they w- they would see that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, d- does this loss to Indianapolis you're predicting uh, change anything? I, I don't think so because I. Regardless of whether they win or lose, they're still not going through. They're going through what they did with Paxton Lynch. Like they, it's just like they are scared to death of playing a rookie quarterback. Like they just, they're just so frightened of what could potentially happen instead of thinking about what could happen on the positive. So I, I look at that as just the complete inability to see what's honestly going on with this football team and this organization. It's like they don't want to admit that they'd make a mistake. And I, I get, I, I totally get all of that. But when you're in three years of this, we're in three seasons of this, I don't think the loss against Indianapolis is going to change anything. I think they're going to continue to think that yeah, we're, we're really close. Well, wait, look, we've got to get to the game before we run out of time here. Um, Broncos traditionally have had domophobia. I mean, they just cannot win in Indianapolis and other domes uh, oftentimes. They're playing against a team with a good pass rush, which is uh, also anathema to Broncos' success. But I'm seeing a turnaround here. You tell me why uh, Broncos will lose this one, which everyone expects. Because I think the Colts are on a complete roll. I, I, I totally get that people think that they're going to they're not going to take the Broncos seriously, that they're not going to take the game seriously. They're going to think, well, we just beat the Chiefs and we beat the Texans. We don't need to take the Broncos seriously. I don't think that's in Frank Reich's makeup. I don't think that's in this team's makeup, especially when you have a quarterback who is taking over for Andrew Luck when no one thought that this team was going to be in this yeah, position. A little chip on anyway. the shoulder, right? So I, I think that they're going to completely take what they did against the Chiefs and the Texans and they're going to do it against the Broncos. I don't see them taking a step back or not taking the Broncos seriously. And that defense was able to contain Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. And now you're going to line up Justin Houston opposite Garrett Bowles. I, 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 just, I don't see a way for the Broncos to beat this football team. 
Well, I, I don't think it's good for Broncos country, but I'm going to take the opposite point of view. <clears throat> and I'm going to say that it is human nature. NFL players, college players, I don't care what level you play at, you don't get up for every game the same way, uh, especially after beating their division rival, the Texans, and surprising uh, Kansas City in Kansas City. I think this week Fangio stands up straight on the sideline and isn't peering into the turf constantly. <laughs> I think uh, uh, you know. I think one of the things that will happen is when they slide a new left tackle in, maybe after the first series of play, that the sheer joy among the offensive team <laughs> overrides all past uh, all past uh, failures, and that this game goes down to the wire. I think this is a close game. I think the Broncos, unfortunately for Broncos country, who could use a loss to try to wake up the front office and say, now will you believe the season is lost? Um, I, I think, unfortunately, the Broncos play the Colts very, very tough. This is a close game. I don't know if they'll win, but uh, I think they're in it in the final minutes. And uh, that, that's a, a, a contrary opinion. To uh, me, picking Indianapolis, who I picked to win the division, and they're well on their way to winning that division uh, uh, as a talented team, even without Andrew Luck. What's coming up? Uh, what's what's going to happen, Ian Sinclair, in Mile High Report for you this week? Well, Adam and I will have our post-game podcast that will air on Monday. We'll, the, the game will determine whether or not we're in a good mood or not. I don't think <laughs> we're in a good mood either way. Um, and then I'll have the winners and losers from the game, and we'll have complete post-game coverage for Broncos country to look over and and look over all the, as the week goes on, film reviews of what happened and, and post-breakdowns, quote posts, and all that stuff at Mile High Report. All right. Hey, keep your chin up. You sound down. I will do my best. Well, it's an odd odd game where I think Bronco (laughs) fans would be better off if the Broncos get blasted on Broncos Blast. We use that language. Um, But ironically... I, I think, uh, unfortunately, the Broncos will give them something to cheer about. So it's it's a kind of a contradictory world. All right. When we come back, thank you, Ian. When we come back, Thanks, round, round up Thanks, Kelly Lyle, Mark Knutson, analyzed predict the Fresno State game uh, this week. Uh, the suspension of Mountain West leading rusher Marvin Kinsey. What's going on there next? <laughs> 